One of my current stay-at-home obsessions is looking at pictures online that catch people in a lie. I'm sure you've seen clickbait articles where they show people getting called out for lying with their social media posts. Classic situations like, Bay caught me sleeping, but you can see them holding the camera in the reflection of the mirror. Didn't realize I posted this, LOL. But we know it's at least three steps to post a picture to Instagram. But my favorite of all favorites has to be the picture of a young man who states that he's caught in traffic. And the first comment is, dude, check the reflection in your glasses. That reflection told the truth. He was alone on the road. The worst part, he could have avoided that embarrassment. I'm Kelly, and this is Through the Lens. Anti-reflective coatings are the bread and butter of the optical thin film coating world. Every coating company and eyeglass lens company has one. But what goes into them? How do they work? And what's the difference between anti-reflective and anti-glare? To answer these questions, we turn to our resident expert, Dan. So we're asked a lot, what goes into an anti-reflective coating? Anti-reflective coatings consist of either a single layer of magnesium fluoride or multiple layers of inorganic compounds that have different refractive indices. These inorganic compounds are evaporated through some high-powered method and their gaseous or sublimated form then transfers to an optical substrate. The resulting crystalline structure is known as a thin film, which then processes light waves in a predisposed way. Depending on what wavelength of light you're designing for, an anti-reflective coating can have numerous compounds included within its structures. Some of the infrared coatings from years ago even had radioactive materials like thorium. There are multiple types of anti-reflective coatings. Commonly, there are broadband anti-reflective coatings, which perform for a wide band of light, like in the case of a visible broadband anti-reflective coating from 400 to 700 nanometers. Another anti-reflective coating is a narrowband coating, or what some refer to as a V-coat. The V refers to the symmetry of the spectral measurement taken after the coating is applied. Narrowband anti-reflective coatings, or V-coatings, typically operate very efficiently, but at a very limited operating band. Some more sophisticated applications require what is referred to as a dual-notch anti-reflective coating, which perform at more specific operating wavelength ranges. These coatings are more rare and are used when low reflectance is needed in a few different operating wavelengths, like a day and night weapons sight. So now you're wondering, how do these coatings work? Anti-reflective coatings are designed so that the relative phase shift between the light beam reflected at the upper and lower boundaries of a thin film is 180 degrees. This creates a phenomenon in physics called destructive interference. Destructive interference sounds like a very serious penalty in an NFL game, but it's not quite that exciting, and to my knowledge, you can't place bets on it in Las Vegas. Destructive interference occurs between two reflected light beams that cancel each other out as they exit the optical surface. The thickness of the optical coating must be engineered in such a way that the layer thicknesses and material indices will lead to the cancellation of the beams. 
The index of refraction of a thin film is needed for complete cancellation of the reflected beams and is calculated by using the known refractive index of the substrate and the exit medium, which is typically air. Anti-glare coatings use diffuse structures or nanoparticles to refract light that hits the surface of an optical substrate. This is also known as constructive interference of light. Constructive interference occurs at any location along the substrate where the two interfering light waves have a displacement in the same direction. Because the surface has either engineered structures on it or has diffuse particles on it, sometimes an anti-glare treated surface can appear hazy or blurry. Anti-glare coatings do not increase light transmission, but they refract enough of the light on the optical surface that it doesn't bounce off the surface towards the viewer. Anti-glare treatments are typically deposited on a surface through some sort of wet application. Some of these deposition applications are spray, spin, or dip application. The thickness controls of an anti-glare coating are far less than that of an anti-reflective coating. However, they are in most cases clear and light transmitting. suffering from tired eyes? Do you have eye strain? Is your screen time getting in the way of your sleep time? Well, then it's time for the sidebar. A recent trend in eyewear are glasses that filter the blue light of your computer and device screens. If the marketing is to be believed, these specially coated glasses provide you protection from the harmful blue light of our many screens. One slight problem with that though. The majority of optometrists don't see blue light as harmful, and to call it that is kind of misleading. Most argue that it's actually the quantity of the time spent looking at the screen rather than the actual light that causes the eye strain. While blue light filtering glasses may not offer a real health benefit, they suggest that if you get some relief from them, there's really no harm in them. But if you really want to cut out the eye strain, you need to give your devices a bedtime before yours. Now back to the show. So we've talked about what anti-reflective and anti-glare coatings are and how they work, but now you're probably wondering what's the difference between the two. See, anti-glare and anti-reflective coatings are often discussed as if they're the same technology with the same performance, but they're pretty unique technologies from their application method all the way to their actual method of performance. Anti-reflective coatings are used most commonly in high-performance optical systems and eyeglass lenses. They help not only reduce or nearly eliminate reflectance, they also increase light transmission, which improves visual acuity and spectral response for the lighting system. Anti-glare coatings are most commonly used in display applications that are slightly less demanding. Good examples are radio and mechanical display lenses, digital and mechanical outdoor displays, and in ruggedized outdoor systems like ATM screens or digital displays used in harsh highlight environments. Applications do exist where both solutions can be used in conjunction with each other for maximum reflection and glare reduction. The most notable of which is digital outdoor displays where sunlight and the viewing angle come into play to wash out the digitally displayed image. 
when used in conjunction with each other anti-glare and anti-reflection coatings can provide outdoor readability for this displayed information. This is particularly important for handheld devices and electronics that are utilized outside. Some examples would be tablet PCs, handheld barcode scanners, and ruggedized systems used in field service applications like laptops, rangefinders, and surveying equipment. Thanks for taking a look through the lens at anti-reflective coatings. If you find yourself wondering if an anti-reflective coating is right for you, remember the young man caught in traffic and answer yes. Want to learn more about anti-reflective and other coatings? Visit NACL.com. The Thin Film team have tons of amazing content as well as experts like Dan who are ready to answer all of your coating questions. Until next time, I'm Kelly. And this has been Through the Lens.